to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here in The Truth. Back with a brand new episode here of a Week 7 Fantasy Football slash NFL preview. I am not joined by AJ Ponciano. So AJ, how are you not doing here today? Yeah, unfortunately, me and AJ will not be able to do another episode here of a Week 7 Fantasy slash NFL preview. And I'm sorry for that. I really am. And this one's going to be a little bit longer than the last one, just because the last one I was scrambling to you know get it done before the... Um, games actually ended up coming out but you know AJ and I have conflicting schedules we try to shoot it on Saturday which is I think one of the main reasons why we have a struggle with that because you know we want to get it as accurate and as close to the day as possible and obviously I'm two hours ahead of him so Sunday mornings don't work great either so maybe we'll have to just end up doing the week seven or the weekly fantasy slash NFL preview like on Thursday or Friday and Maybe some stuff will be a little bit outdated, but for the most part, it should be relatively consistent. We might have to end up doing that just because, like I said, we're really busy. Obviously, we're both college athletes, and um, as mentioned with myself and um, you know being a college athlete, well, we're both college athletes, I should say, but um, what, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that we both have conflicting schedules, and it's kind of hard. So we usually do the Thursday night special as well as the week NFL pick We do those on Tuesdays. I think we record those Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Actually, this week was Wednesday, but... You get the idea, right? So we're trying to figure something out, but you know, at the same time, he does fill out his script. Um, we have like a cute little script that we need to do. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you his takes. Um, probably won't be able to give you too much in depth. Um, maybe I can guess why he has certain spots and certain spots, but we'll do our best here. Most importantly, we'll just get it done. And um, like I said, I'm also sorry for getting this to you guys late. Like I said yesterday, I was working the, the football game, so didn't have time to do that yesterday. And so we're getting it right before kickoff. So if you guys are true loyal fans of the truth, you know you'll be able to hop on here right before your fantasy teams. At the time of recording this actually 10:45 central time so we're talking about getting down to the nitty-gritty here it is and to be quite frank a lot of it's just an analysis point of view so for example you guys if you didn't see on the truth we did our weekly pick this morning so um, we basically gone over all the matchups and for fantasy i'm just gonna give you your, basically two must start sits sleepers and busts so it's kind of just incorporating the entire thing as well and also we get to use my lavier microphone i haven't figured out how to use my lavier microphone when i'm doing the show with aj and, and be able to hear him so you do get some good audio content as well, which is awesome. So anyways, guys, there's a lot of talking for no reason. Let's go ahead and take a look at our uh, Week 7 Fantasy slash NFL preview. We'll go over our three takeaways from last week. Game of the week, two games to watch out for, lock of the week, and upset of the week. We'll then go into the fantasy portion of our two must-starts, two must-sits, two sleepers, and two busts. Let's go ahead and kick things off with AJ's three takeaways from last week. Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts need their system to win. I think this one's kind of an obvious one. I mean, look, Brock Purdy lost his toys and he really struggled. And Hurts, they lost last week. The Jets, obviously disappointing, but you know, hoping for a bounce back week here this week. He also said the Texans are legit. I don't know if I back that quite yet, but maybe you know the Texans are doing a lot better than we expected. I believe they matched the win total from last year. I believe they're three and two, and that's how many games they won. Um, and also, you know, it's kind of deceiving at times. I'm not saying the Texans aren't good, but a lot of times, you know, the reason why they are where they're at, per se, is the fact that the schedule, how it works in the NFL, at least if you didn't know, is, for example, if you finished fourth in your division, the other three teams that you pay, face, in this case the AFC, will be the teams that are fourth in their division, right? So whoever finished fourth in the north, the west, and the south, and the east all play each other. Whereas if you finish first in your division, like the Vikings, for example, my Minnesota Vikings, you know, we play the people in, in first place, the Eagles, the Niners. So it's it's really good for the game, right? Because it, it balances the competitive edge at least a little bit. But it is kind of interesting to see 
And I'm not by any means by any means saying that it's deceiving, but it is interesting. Next week they go on to take on Carolina, then they got the Buccaneers, and so they have a couple winnable games there. And then they got the Bengals on the road, the Cardinals at home. Maybe Kyler Murray's back by then. So there's just a lot of interesting things here for the Texans. I wouldn't go as far to say they're legit, but they're definitely trending in the right direction. And that's all you can ask for, right? You don't expect to, you know, be at the number two overall pick and then jump up to the postseason and win a Super Bowl. But you can build the box for having success. <laughs> And then AJ also said the Dolphins are going to outscore everyone. This is probably going to happen too. Their offense is just so high-powering, and they have a lot of things going for them, right? They've had a lot of success thus far, and they've been able to score their offensive clips. And the biggest thing with the Dolphins, as I mentioned and I'll talk about later, is their defense, their lack of defense, I should say. But yeah, the way that their offense runs, they should be able to outscore everybody, it seems like, at least you know, has been in times. 42 points last week. You know, against Carolina, they scored 31 the week before that against the Giants. Um, obviously, they scored 70 against the Broncos in their loss again. They lost 48-20 against the Bills. My three takeaways from last week, I said, is the Bills' offense going downhill? Because the Bills only scored 9 points, sorry, 14 points, gave up 9 against the Giants there on Sunday Night Football at home. Josh Allen didn't look the greatest. Um, their offense kind of seemed to go down the wrong path there. And I get it happens at times, but they lost the Jaguars the week before that in London, scoring 20 points. Uh, the week before that, they finally, or their offense was good with scoring 48. Um, before that, they scored 37. So the the downward trend is the thing that concerns me the most, right? I mean, this is a good team. Obviously, Josh Allen's insane. They're going into a difficult environment this week at New England, especially with how New England's been struggling. So can Josh Allen and the Bills kind of produce at a, a certain level to help this team out is going to be a big, big question mark. Second, I'm going to go with Little Cock Brock. Look, as I said, uh, you know, with, with Brock Purdy, and the 49ers, you know, they lose their weapons and they lose their options and, you know, it's kind of hard. And, like, I know a lot of people will say, hey, well, he led the drive for the 49ers to go down and, and Moody missed the field goal. To be quite frank, he really didn't lead a drive. Okay, here's what happened. He missed some passes, they dropped some balls, etc. He completed one pass, one, to Brandon Ayuk. He literally threw it four yards, right? And then the Browns defense just, like, shit themselves, right? They just let him run for 30 yards, like, quite literally. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, on 3rd and 10 or 4th and 10, they ended up getting like a PI or a holding. It was automatic first down. So really on that drive, he gave up. He threw the ball 4 yards, not literally threw it in the air, 4 yards. Brandon Ayuk, I believe it was, caught the ball and then like ran for 40 yards because the Browns defense just could not tackle him. But it was just something to note. Um, you know, I, we'll see this week again. This is the first week he doesn't have Debo. He probably doesn't have Trent Williams. He probably... I don't know if he has McCaffrey. McCaffrey seems like tough enough to go, but they might want to just hold him out another week, which would be great for Vikings fans. So we'll see if he's able to have, you know, the type of success. And it's kind of ironic, actually. I put other Texans legit with a question mark, though, not a statement. Um, again, I don't know. We'll have to see a little bit more with the Texans if I'm able to back that up. But hey, they've already won three games this season. They've they've won more than my Vikings. So if I think the Vikings are legit, the Texans got to be legit. So the game of the week. So for AJ's game of the week, he's going to go with Chargers at Chiefs. And we actually have the same game of the week here. I love this matchup. I, I feel like I say this every week, whether it's on the truth or whether it's on my uh, the Instagram TikTok that we have. I, I said the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl, right? And I'm going to stick by that claim. I really do believe they're going to. And this is a big matchup for them, right? You look at the Chargers, you look at the Chiefs. I mean, the AFC West powerhouses, I guess you can say. And um, it's been one of the things that's been quite concerning for some Chargers fans, not being able to get over the hump and, and beat the Chiefs. The Chargers are sitting at 2-3. and three. The Chiefs are sitting at 5-1. and one. The Chargers are going into Arrowhead Stadium, right? Like, it's not a difficult, it's not an easy game, to say the least. It's America's Game of the Week. I think there's going to be a lot of offense scored in this one. It'll just be a fun game to watch. But I think this is going to be a good one here. I do have the Chargers winning. I think they win, like, 38-35, something like that. I think the Chargers start to go on the right path forward. 
Okay, two other games to watch out for. His first one's going to be Lions at Ravens, which is going to be an interesting one, to say the least, because I think the Ravens have definitely struggled. They're 4-2, and two, but the Detroit Lions are 5-1. and one. Yeah, the Detroit Lions are 5-1, and one, and, um, you know, and the... Uh, what was it just saying? The Ravens, excuse me, are four and two. This can be a very interesting matchup here. I, you know, I don't know. Let me see if I can pull up who I have winning this game. Um, obviously, my weekly pick him because AJ didn't say who he has winning this game. Or actually, I can look it up. Actually, he's got the Lions. Yeah, he's got the Lions. I got the Ravens. Look, I think it's not the fact that I don't trust the Lions. I think it's the fact that it's in Baltimore and the Lions do have a good defense, but the Ravens have a better defense. And I love defensive teams in, in all in all aspects. Right? I mean, for for hell's sake, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye football fan. Okay, we we pride ourselves on our defense. But I think in a difficult environment there, I think the Ravens do get it done. And then my first key game to look out for was the 49ers and the Vikings. I go with the Vikings winning this game. It doesn't seem as important now. There's actually a lot of good matchups this week, but this is big for multiple reasons. One, the 49ers want to continue to, after a loss, I feel like it was their first loss, Brock Purdy's first loss in the regular season. You know, and then the Vikings, they're 2-4, and four, right? And they don't have Justin Jefferson, so they want to make sure they don't fall out of the postseason by, you know, losing these games here. It doesn't really get easier for their schedule. I think they got Green Bay next week, a couple other hard matchups, and we play the Lions still twice. So this is even... Really a bigger game for the Vikings, especially at home on Monday Night Football, than it really is for the 49ers, because we know the 49ers are going to be insane. And then our second game to look out for, we both have the Dolphins at the Eagles. I have the Eagles winning this game. I'm pretty sure AJ has the Dolphins winning this game. Yeah, he has the Dolphins, I have the Eagles. And it goes back to defense. You know, I think, you know, the Eagles, the way that they were able to play last week at the Jets, it was very, very interesting, right? They didn't have a good offense game. I thought their defense played fine, but... I feel like the Dolphins are just, like, the Eagles offense is really good. And they just added Julio Jones. Curious to see if he's how big of an impact he's going to have maybe this week or next week. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's been a big thing for them, right? And so you look at this team here, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're going to win this game. But then you look at it as a whole and think, well, you know, the Dolphins have a really good offense as well, and they might just outscore them. And they might. But I think the, the Eagles get at least the one or two stops they need to, to have success there. And that's why I have the Eagles winning. He has the Dolphins winning. Okay, lock of the week. He's got the Seahawks over the Cardinals. I think that's a pretty fair lock. Um, you know, Seahawks playing at home against the Cardinals. Cardinals haven't looked great. They're one and five. The Seahawks, I feel like, haven't looked great as well, but I'm you know, doing a little bit better there than one and five. They're currently sitting with a three and two record. And then my lock of the week, I got the Broncos winning at home versus the Pack Packers. Maybe it's just come a Packers hater, but to be quite frank, the Broncos are one and five, and this is this is do or die. If they lose this game, they're selling their house, and they probably should already. But they're zero and three at home. You know they want to get their first win at home. They're playing a Packers team that isn't great as well. Packers are two and three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, two and three. So I think that you know the Packers do lose this game here. I think the Broncos win at home, but I feel like I've been saying the Broncos are going to win every week the last couple weeks. Upset of the week, he's got the Lions over the Ravens. I don't know if you'd consider that an upset. I don't know what uh, the not necessarily the DraftKings with the money line is, but it's a fair upset. It's on the road. Ravens, I don't know if they're favorite. I guess I could look that up, but it's a pretty good upset there. And then I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bills at the Patriots, having the Patriots win this game. You know, I think it just goes back to the Bills offense struggling a bit. You know, the Pat Pat Patriots, well, I can't, can't speak haven't had a lot of losing seasons recently and they definitely are going to bring their fans they're going to bring their energy and they're going to bring the juice and i think the patriots win this one here at home okay two must starts first let me go with roshan johnson versus the raiders with um khalil herper on the il roshan johnson's the next man up for you know fantasy purposes this week and i think you know this is going to be an interesting matchup both quarterbacks in this game are going to be backup quarterbacks Brian Hoyer, obviously, for 
the Raiders and then Tyson Badgett for the Bears. So it's going to be a lot of running here. And Roshan Johnson has stepped in as the number one running back for the Bears in Khalil Herbert's absence. So like I said, like I said excuse me, I think it's going to be a big week for him. Actually, I just realized he's out. Okay, so never mind. He's not going to be a must-start for me. That's um, interesting. I guess I got to take him out there. Whoever the next running back is, I think it's Deontay Foreman. I think that's what I meant to say. I think I meant to say De Deontay Foreman. I had Roshan Johnson there. Deontay Foreman, excuse me, is going to be my must-start for the Raiders. Now that's even more prevalent for the fact that um, both Bears running backs are out. And then I'm also going to go with Kyle Pitts at the Bucks. Kyle Pitts has slowly but surely started to establish himself a little bit more, right? He's finally starting to live up to his hype a little bit there. The number four overall pick. He's a 12th ranked tight end. About 15 points, in, you know, in week five. I think eight points. Uh, maybe he had a touchdown. His first touchdown of the year last week. Four receptions, four three yards, and a touchdown. He's starting to get some value. And I think a lot of people are kind of hesitant, including myself, to start Kyle Pitts. It might be a difficult situation at the Bucks, but I'm still going to go ahead and go with it, right? I think this is going to be a, a very fair game, and I think he's going to be able to come away with, with a good production there. So I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts at the Bucks. AJ's must starts. He's got Kenneth Walker, Saquon Barkley, uh, both obviously if they're healthy. His two must sits, Jordan Love and Tyler Higby. I got Jordan Love at the Saints. I also got Jared Goff at the Ravens. Jordan Love's, I think, an obvious one. Um, you know, I don't know why I said at the Saints. I meant to say at the Broncos, not the Saints. Um, but Jordan Love's an obvious one. I don't really like Jordan Love. And then Jared Goff, I think more than anything, just some inconsistencies from the Lions offense is my biggest concern. Two sleepers. His two sleepers are Rashi Rice and Chris Godwin. Mine are going to be Michael Meyer and Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown kind of got back in the swing of things. Michael Meyer, I think, you know, with a young, not sorry, young, a veteran quarterback in uh, Brian Hoyer, he's going to be able to incorporate Mayer into the game very efficiently. I think this is one of the games that Michael Mayer can really get back in the swing of things and, and have success for the Raiders. He's been very quiet. He's a 38th ranked, 38th ranked position tight end, but had five receptions for 75 yards last week. So I'm liking Michael Meyer, particularly with the matchup here. And his two busts are going to be George Kittle and DJ Moore. Very interesting. I think more than anything, just production standpoint. Mine are going to be two running backs, Antonio Gibson at the Giants and Cam Akers versus the 49ers. Well, that's going to be it for another episode of The Truth. Like I said, I do apologize for kind of getting this out late. I also do apologize for it kind of being quick. More than anything, you know, we, we wanted to kind of get our, our picks and stuff like that out there as soon as possible. Like I said, we'll try to be better with recording as uh, figuring out, you know, better schedules and things like that, just especially for, you know, this game here. But we do appreciate you guys' support. And if you guys always have individual questions, if it's coming out a little bit late and you need to know, feel free to hit me up. But thank you guys for listening. As always, make sure you follow The Truth on Instagram or Twitter, at the truth has one stay up to date with the latest information regarding the truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information about you. And also make sure you follow the truth on Instagram and TikTok at the.tt.truth. A lot of fun and exciting stuff on there. And as always, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hesson. Take care and good night.